Welcome to Naples Talk Radio. In this episode, we're going to discuss diamonds and gemstones with Shane Michael. Shane has been in the jewelry trade for 15 years and specializes in diamonds. He is a graduate gemologist through the Gemological Institute of America, which is a highly coveted industry designation. Shane offers his services as a certified jewelry estate appraiser through his company, Aqua Diamonds, in both Lee and Collier counties. Welcome, Shane, to Naples Talk Radio. Tell us about what you do. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, I, I'm a graduate gemologist from GIA, which is the uh, Gemological Institute of America. Um, I'm also a member of the National Association of Jewelry Appraisers. Uh, and uh, basically what my company does is it's, uh, we do jewelry appraisals for insurance purposes. Uh, and that's basically uh, uh, what my company does. So tell me a little bit about being a graduate gemologist. I know that takes a lot of, lot of time and, and dedication. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, the program that's offered by GIA out in uh, Carlsbad, California, is their headquarters. There's also a location in New York, uh, as well. But it's it's about an eight or nine month program, and uh, very intense. And uh, uh, you, uh, I, I would advise anybody that's interested to you know take the course, but uh, uh, to mainly if, if if they have the ability to go out to the, the campus and, and be you know hands on. Um, they have a long distance. Uh, program as well, you know, that you could do over the internet and, and, uh, and that as well, which you learn a lot of the material, but not as much as you would learn if you were actually at the campus itself. But uh, the program's eight to nine months. It's very intense. Um, but you start off with, uh, you know, diamond grading and, uh, and then you move on to the colored gemstones uh, and, uh, you know, colored gemstones identifications. And, uh, and, and once you complete the course, you become a graduate gemologist. And, uh, uh, it was a great opportunity for me. I would advise anybody that's interested in that field to definitely uh, <clears throat> give it a shot. Now, now, as far as the the test itself, like the you have to get literally perfect score, right? Absolutely, absolutely. They uh, when it comes to the uh, and, that, and that was the tough part for me. You know, it's and, and it's it's really the 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 you know it, it's like passing the bar for, for you know if you're a lawyer or a doctor, it's 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 the test. You know, uh, it boils down to a twenty stone identification test. You have the tools, the instrumentation to, uh, you know, uh, uh, identify the gemstones, and uh, you have to get 20 out of 20. And uh, and they throw you some tough stones. It's 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 not uh, it's not a walk in the park by any means. It it actually took me s- several tries. About I think four times it took me to pass. Now now you had showed me some really exciting stones, like some really impressive stones. Tell me about some of those. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's you know. It, Everybody has a favorite, you know. Uh, one of my personal favorites is is uh, is, is an emerald, uh, of, of course, uh, which is one of the main localities is, is Columbia, uh, and it's also my birthstone. But uh, uh, I also am fascinated with diamonds. You know, diamonds are, uh, you know, uh, diamonds are you know everybody's best friend. You know, especially the ladies. Um, uh, you know, but my my personal favorites. You know, I, I really enjoy color, um, but uh, but diamonds at once. You know. You get a special diamond that comes across your hands. It's it's uh, you know it, it speaks to you. It dances. It's it's got its own life. You know, there's no two diamonds that are like. Um, but you know, so I, I like both. I like I like emeralds and the diamonds as well. But uh, you know, there's there's so many different gemstones, and you know, and it's really it's in the eye of the you know in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's uh, 
uh, for what they like. Now, diamonds, they, they have fire, right? They Absolutely. Have, they have brilliance. Absolutely. And that, that all boils down to the cut. You know, it, uh, it, it boils down to the material that the diamond was cut from, so the rough itself. And then also, you know, what that diamond cutter, that artisan actually did with that material. You know, did he, did he facet it into a beautiful sparkly diamond or did he not cut it so well and didn't give it its maximum life? You know, so that's, that's, it, it, it really, it, it's, it's two, it's twofold. It's it's one the material that it comes from, and two it's it's the artisan that cuts it, so that brings it to life. So when you do an appraisal, you feel like the diamond speaks to you. Some do and some don't. You know, it's just you know there's you, you run across this quite often where people like you know it's it's you know and, it, and it's it's it, diamonds have um, you know diamonds have um, a, you know they're sentimental. You know what I mean? So. Uh, what what somebody might think you know that owns this piece of jewelry that it's worth millions you know and, and you got to treat it that way and in, in in reality it's it's not the best cut it's not the nicest color it's not the nicest clarity but you know what we you know it, it's still a beautiful piece it's still a, a nice diamond but uh, but you know sometimes people have this misconception that this you know they were told from another appraisal or appraiser uh, um, another appraiser that uh, you know that um, you know this is worth ten thousand dollars you know where they overinflated the price which you see a lot by many many appraisers and also many jewelry retail stores will over appraise a piece of jewelry but you don't do that right no i do a realistic replacement value uh so what you can replace that diamond and ring for at today's market in this you know in this particular location at, at a realistic replacement value and that's something you're an expert in today's market correct today's market and and uh, what the prices are i mainly do you know diamonds and diamond pieces but uh, I do, you know, color as well, but um, you know, it's it's whatever they whatever whatever the client requests. So so basically, if they have a, a, a gemstone of, of any kind, including diamonds, they can come to you. They can get a realistic appraisal. Absolutely. And, absolutely. and you've got a network, and and mm -hmm. you've been in this a long time. I've been doing this uh, fifteen to sixteen years, and and, and the, the important thing is is that um, especially when you know when when. The home markets crashed, uh, and, and many people lost their homes nine years ago, roughly. I think is when it kind of snowballed. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of people had mysterious losses. You know, it, people do things they shouldn't when times are desperate. You know, when 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 there's uh, when there's a need for money, there was a lot of mysterious losses. So what, what happens now is that the insurance companies, uh, one, they're they're on a new policy, a new homeowner's policy. They want uh, they want an appraisal to be within one year, you know, and or if it's an existing policy, they want it updated every three years. So that's where I come in and it, it's made better business for me, you know, that they're requiring that, um, you know, for, uh, for, you know, for appraisals on jewelry items. And, and it's, and it's much like that on furs and other things and antiques, which I don't get into that, but just more the jewelry. End. So how often should jewelry get appraised? I would say at least every three years. Every three years, and, and and also too for for people that are out there uh, that are listening too, is if if they have current appraisals, you know, from three, four, five years ago, and especially if it comes from a retail store, they're probably overinflated, like we talked about earlier, you know, where we should they should have it reevaluated because what happens is these uh, these retailers and some other appraisers that aren't. Uh, you know that aren't graduate gemologists that aren't a member of the National Association of Jewelry Appraisers like myself may overinflate the price tremendously, you know, to make the client feel good. But but it's really an injustice because uh, 
if, if there's an incident and it's lost or stolen, they would never get that amount of dollars for their piece. But the insurance company is very quick to take their money and, and their premium every month. But when it comes to replacing the item, they won't they won't cover the item for that amount that they were insured for. So getting a, a realistic appraisal <laughs> is, is really a service to the people that you serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's important, you know. So I, I've, I've gone to many communities and many, you know, a lot of these high raises, and, and you know, we, we take their boardroom and we just talk about, you know, what what they should have, you know, uh, if they have questions about their jewelry appraisals and, and their and their items specifically. I'm there to answer their questions if they want something redone, a new appraisal, or maybe, you know, Aunt, Aunt Betty passed away and left a nice heirloom piece, you know, and they want to know what its value is. At, at no charge, I'll just give them a verbal. But if they want something, in, you know, typed up and in writing, then that's that's a little bit more formal. Then obviously there's a fee for that. What what's the most exciting trends in your industry right now? Um, I would say that the trend is going to be, you know, as far as um, as far as diamonds go, it's just the new cutting methods. You know, they uh, GIA about let's see, it's just shortly after I graduated from school, which was back in 2001, they started studying the cut. You know. There's always been the color, there's always been the clarity, you know, and the carat weight, but there's there's a lot of controversy about what makes a diamond the most fiery, the you know, the most life to it, and it, and it really boils down to the cut. So, so give me some examples of that. What what are what are types of cuts? Well, you you have the ideal cut, which is is going to be you know, um, uh, it's it's a diamond that's cut, you know, it's all of its angles, all of its you know proportions. Uh, have to be within strict tolerances. It has to be, uh, you know, within strict parameters to get a excellent cut grade. So um, uh, when GIA did their, their so there's a science to it. There's absolutely, and, and it's, but there's also an art too. There's an art and a science, but it's it's really you know it comes to the artisan and you know they're they're really mathematicians. They're they're cutting this diamond to strict angles and, and tolerances and proportions to to get the most fire out of the diamond. So uh, the biggest trend, and, and and you'll see this if you're searching for a diamond on the internet. Or if you go into a local jeweler, uh, you know it, the clients are getting more savvy. They're they're you know they're they're studying the cut. Uh, they're they're looking for excellent cut diamonds, very good or excellent. So you're seeing the trend more towards not so much on the color. It used to be all the highest color possible, but now what happens is if you get an excellent cut diamond or a very good cut diamond, uh, you'll see that uh, it'll mask the color. So for example. Six seven years ago, I would never show a J or K color diamond. Okay, but now with the cutting as good as it is, they'll typically show two color grades better face up. So, you know, you see a lot more sales in the J color, the K color than than years before. So the trend is more of the the cut of the diamond now versus color and clarity. So now tell me about a diamond that's absolutely knocked your socks off. You've seen a lot of diamonds, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Easily, Absolutely. yeah. I, I've graded diamonds at the laboratory, and, and uh, you know, I've had a lot of diamonds come across my hands. Um, I would say one that really stood out is one that I held in my hand. Actually, there was it was actually three diamonds I held in my hand at GIA. One was an intense pink diamond, uh, one carat, that was over a million dollars. And th those pink diamonds, those were popular in Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, actually, the, the the pink diamonds, their main uh, locality is uh, Australia. So that that's where they're sold, or where they're mined. They're where they're mined. That's their locality. It's the Argyle mines out of Australia. So you'll, you'll see a lot of the pinks coming from there, um, and also of course Africa as well. But uh, uh, to get back to your question, I had a pink diamond, uh, I had a intense yellow, and then a, a light blue one. So at one point in time, I had probably over ten million dollars sitting in my hands with just three little stones. 
but it's uh, that that's so it's not one particular stone that blew my mind but it's it's those three which are all right about one carat sizes that, that were over ten million dollars that reminds me of a, a story I've, I've heard in the past about life gems about the history of gemstones where people would take diamonds to store value to cross borders oh absolutely yeah because they're, they're easier to transport uh, you know you you, you, you see in in, 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 in diamond paraphernalia and in contraband, like they have belts. You know, you, you can stuff a lot of money in these belts because they're such a small material that you can transfer them very easily. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's been like that for years, you know, versus humping a, uh, you know, a pound of gold around, you know, who wants to carry that when, when a diamond has, you know, more value in, 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 in most cases, if, you know, uh, on, on what it is. It's, it's also a form of, of, of a personal asset too, right? Absolutely. So yeah. if your house burns down, your car crashes, yes, yes. you still have a diamond. It, you know, a lot of people, um, years ago, like in the 70s, a, a lot of jewelers and uh, investment people uh, said go out and buy investment grade quality diamonds, which were flawless diamonds, which were, um, uh, uh, you know, colorless. Uh, and uh, they said, go out and buy these diamonds and just sit on them and put them in your vault, you know, and, and, and uh, the, the problem was, and many, many people followed that, think, thinking that these diamonds were going to go way up in value, which they have. Diamonds have continuously gone up in, in price, um, much like any other markets, like the gold markets, up and down, up and down, and, and many other markets. But um, uh, with diamonds, that's the only uh, item that I'm aware of that just continually goes up in price, okay? But, but the problem is a lot of people went out and bought these quality goods and uh, they can't get rid of them. It was, it was a bad investment because nobody now wants to pay for the rarity of an internally flawless diamond or a flawless diamond because nobody wants them. You can buy a lower clarity grade and it's going to look visually the same. Okay. And it's going to be priced much better and it's going to be an easier diamond to move. So if you're looking to buy an investment, you know, diamonds now, I would say buy something, you know, that's, uh, you know, look, look for something in the colorless range or near colorless. And, uh, you know, maybe an SI1, you know, maybe VS1, VS2, SI1 clarity, which means there's some small characteristics in the diamonds, but visually to the naked eye, they're going to look just like a flawless diamond. So know? it can still look like it has fire and, and Absolutely, brilliance. Absolutely, yeah. And just, you know, get a get a very nice cut diamond, a very good or an excellent cut. That's going to hold more value and it's going to be more sellable diamond if push comes to shove. You, you know, you get in dire straits and you need to liquidate. Those are the type of diamonds that are selling on a daily basis. The internally flawless or flawless diamonds that are colorless, Nobody wants them. You're paying for rarity, and uh, they're too expensive. Nobody, it's not a good investment. But it could be a store of value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's always a value. It's just the value is what someone's willing to pay for something, you know. And and, and but but what what we what what's being sold on the market more of this day and age is, is going to be diamonds in that little bit lower clarity grade that are eye clean, you know. But uh, but on the higher end of the cut scale. So those are the ones that are the most marketable. Absolutely, most marketable. in liquid. So you yep. can you can sell those, yep. you know, day in and yep. day out. Absolutely. Somebody could literally have one of those diamonds and go somewhere and sell it. Where would they sell that? Uh, there's well, you know, there, there's there's many there's many uh, places that you can do that. You know, your local jeweler. Um, you know, the thing is. To make it an investment, it, it all depends on how well you bought it. You know, you, you go to a, a mall retail store and you buy a diamond and you, and you buy it for an investment. Well, you know what? That's not going to be a good investment because you paid full retail. You know, if you buy it aggressive or if you go to a, a local diamond broker uh, and, and you and let's say you're, you're buying five diamonds at a shot, 
you might be buying the diamond at you know five to six seven percent over the cost of, of the jeweler's cost you know if, if you're uh, if you go to the right place so it really you really got to do your diligence and and uh, you know look around and, and and find a place that's that's very aggressive that's going to match internet pricing basically um, so but to, to answer your question where would you sell it um, you know there's of course you got you know on websites that are out there local jewelers that are buying um, but really the best way is to if, if you bought it aggressively is you know find a friend or a co-worker something like that somebody that's looking to get engaged uh, you know uh, and again you can win you can win if, and, and make a profit but it all depends on how well you bought that diamond if you were to take it to a local jeweler and sell it. So. Well, you obviously have a, a lot of knowledge and experience with diamonds. Yes. And gemstones, yes, too. absolutely. So how, how can somebody reach you to get an opinion, to get an appraisal? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, basically, there, there's many ways you can reach me, and, and um, uh, I have my uh, website. Um, uh, you know, you, you, can, you can find me at uh, aqua-diamonds.com. Or you can find me at the National Association of Jewelry Appraisers website, which is najaappraisers.com. Or you can call me direct at 239-580-8777. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Michael from Aqua Diamonds, graduate gemologist. Thank you so much for joining for me today. Me. Thank you for listening to Naples Talk Radio.